everybody. Welcome to Modern Survival, a podcast where we talk about survival situations and how we may survive them. That sounds about right. I mean, Modern Survival, you're trying to survive something, right? It's not exactly the best <laughs> sentence I've ever created, but... It's okay. Uh, so, uh, we're, this is episode one. Episode one, yay! This is our, this is our first official episode. This is not just Ooh. introductions, this is actually... The podcast. We're going to get into some good stuff today. We're going to get into some good shiza. Mm, shiza, yeah. Is that, so, is that German? Is that what that is? Yes, okay. German. All right. So, uh, germs wanted to go on for, for our first uh, skill thing. Yeah. We're talking about mindset, right? Yes, sir. That would be correct, Eric. Is uh, When you think about modern survival... A lot of people do not comprehend that you have to have a strong mindset in order for you to survive in any situation. And when I say any situation, I mean literally any situation from the first time you wake up to the time that you go to bed, your head is always on a swivel and your mindset has to be where it needs to be. This is going to be very interesting for me. Because uh, okay, because I I definitely you know am a person that struggles with mindset. Uh, okay, you know uh, I definitely I for, personally for me uh, for 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 the audience for those who don't know me, uh, have been struggling with anxiety. Uh, that that's a new well, that's a fun one. I didn't re- I thought anxiety was all bullshit until I got it, and then uh, and then yeah it's it's fucked. But uh, it it is it's something that'll definitely keep you under its thumb until you start to get a grasp on it. I yeah. mean, you deal with it on a daily basis. It's how you deal with it that will make or break you. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got it. Like I said in the introductory episode, is like I've been overseas. I've I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. Um, so it's like. My body is always on fight mode. I, I still hear sometimes the explosions. I'll still think about, okay, I'm up in the mountains. Let's like blow up this squishy over here, that kind of thing. So I'm always on go. That sounds like a and big I, bummer. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because there's a lot of times I just want to sit back, put my feet up. But then I'm always looking around the corner like, is somebody there? Do I need to get up and choke somebody out you know it, it kind of ruins the mood uh, yeah to, so. to, to quote some of my favorite podcasters uh beans is somebody there <laughs> uh beans yep that is definitely a mcelroy reference if anybody has uh has heard of them <coughs> I, though i doubt we're gonna have very much overlap in our podcasts probably not either way mindset mindset yes sir so so obviously so we we you and me have talked about um, the mindset a, a little bit uh, when, 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 when you were talking about uh, building the fire uh, via yep. with just wood and sticks and stuff like that. No lighting tools whatsoever. And yes, huh? You said you had to put yourself in like this mindset of just straight up, if I don't build this fire, I am going to die. Yeah, that's correct. So... so- <laughs> I'll jump right into that one. Yeah, let's, uh, let's during, do that. During my nine-week semester course up at Jack Mountain, uh, one of the things that you get 
trained on is friction fires. And for friction fires, you make a bow drill kit and you've got to start a fire, get coals and all that stuff with that kit. Can you uh, describe a bow drill kit for the audience? Yes, I can. A bow drill kit consists of a fireboard, a spindle, a bow, which is a stick with some cordage on it, and a hand block. And then something, obviously, to catch your coals. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, so, it was like 10 o'clock at night, dark, everybody else is asleep, and I've already had a really bad day as it was, because I can't get a fire, I can make a lot of smoke, but no fire, no coals, no nothing. So, I was like, well, I'm not going to bed until I get a goddamn fire. And... I put myself in the mindset of, if I don't get this fire going, I'm going to be dead. Because if this was a real world situation, I'm cold. I'm angry. I'm, I'm trying to survive a night. And I'm not going to survive that night unless I have a fire to keep animals away, to keep me warm, whatever the case may be. So I put myself in that mindset and I just hunkered down and I was like... Come on, come on, get this fire going. And all of a sudden, I saw a coal. And as soon as I saw that coal, I was like, I'm getting a fire. I know I'm getting a fire. And I was like, oh, come on, baby, come on. I'm trying to take a recording of it. And I'm like, come on. All right, I got to let you guys go because I really want a fire. And then as soon as I put the phone down, I put my coal extender on it, being some of the... Uh, dust from you know the <coughs> excuse me from making the friction fire in the first place and then I would take some dry grass get it all situated in my bird's nest and blew myself a nice little fire and I was like I did it and nobody can take that away from me and so when you say coals obviously you're you're, you're referring to embers but like yes yeah but like you know it, it would be called a coal in that situation as like a fire starter i'm guessing yep okay so what you're doing with the friction fire is you're not so much starting a fire through that friction is you're going for a hot ember and that's that's your main source of starting that fire is you're getting that ember by creating enough friction to heat up that wood dust to get that red coal going and then you take that you transfer it into a bird's nest which is like dry grass twigs stuff like that and then you just blow on it lightly excellent and just keep feeding it and, and you just keep feeding it and about and then, how many failures do you think oh. you did before you put yourself in that mindset and had a success uh, I was probably 15 to 20 failures at that point, and I was like, I'm not going to bed until I get this fire going. So, and then after that, it was like, all right, game on. Boom, and I started cracking off, like, uh, three to five coals a day at any given point. Uh, and I'll tell you, the easiest for me was the flint and steel was absolutely the easiest methodology to get a coal started. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, flint and steel, I mean, the only thing that could replace 
something like that is a lighter. Yeah. You know, like, or, or a match, you know, it's like, but, you yep. know, when you're working it with just the elements, you only have a few things at your disposal. Flint and steel is probably your best bet besides for, if you don't have that, then obviously <coughs> that bow drill thing is like pretty important to know. Yeah. Now here's something else to consider too, is what happens if you don't have the means to do a bow drill kit and it's cold out? How do you get yourself in the mindset to stay alive? You're freezing your ass off, right? Well, in that situation, some people have gone and taken leaves and grass and they stuff it into their shirt because what you're doing is you're adding a layer. And what that layer will do is it'll trap the heat in and in a lot of cases it'll actually heat you up a lot quicker because you're getting angry and you're like creating heat. So you're, and you're stuffing this stuff in there and it's warming you up and you're trudging along and as you trudge along you're like opening up your jacket and your mindset is at least I'm hot I'm staying alive because it's cold out if I stop I'm dead you know you just keep going and you go and you go you know it really does work into that psyche mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so obviously with mindsets I mean mm -hmm. mindsets cannot be separated from emotions right that's correct so the strongest emotions to get yourself in a mindset for survival would be for me anger i'll tell you right now if you want to survive something you have to get angry but you're not getting angry at someone else you're getting angry at yourself what do i need to do to get out of this situation and but you also and i, I will yep. continue on with that is you get angry at first why? Because you're in the situation and you need to get out of it. But instead of staying angry with yourself, be like, you recognize that you're in that situation. You know what you need to do. And then you're like, all right, calm down. Because being angry, being upset is only going to cause you to make errors. You know what I mean? So yep. get angry at first because it's going to happen. But don't stay in that angry spot. Don't... Don't put yourself into that despair mode because that's when you start to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's, it was, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it was very interesting that you said for you. So, like, yeah. obviously you've went on these expeditions with other people. Yep. And did you talk to them about, like, their mindsets at all when they, like, had a successful fire or they got through a situation or anything like that? Did, did somebody had a different emotion that worked? Um, yeah, I mean, they were looking at it not so much in the way that I did because me being me, I see things from a different perspective than most because of the combat situations and things like that. Whereas, like, these guys were, like, one was uh, an engineer from Australia one was a teenager, another one was a teenager, and then another one was a uh, physical therapist. Interesting. Okay, so, so yeah, obviously background matters. <clears throat> right, so in their aspects, they're looking at it in terms of, all right, well, this is a skill set that I'm probably never going to use again. But it's a cool skill set to have. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm looking at this stuff as it's a retirement plan, because this is what I want to be doing. It's a cool skill set to have, but I've seen what's going on in the world, 
and when all hell goes to goes into that handbasket, I'm going to be able to keep a fire going. I'm going to be able to start a fire with minimal resources because I've learned how to do it and I've kept up those skills. Mm -hmm. So it's that's my mentality is I want these skills because I'm going to use them. Yeah, absolutely. So now uh, mindsets in like certain situations like like what so obviously the way you uh, view something uh, mm -hmm. is is going to be incredible like it's going to be basically uh, what's the what's the opposite of detrimental uh, very the way you view something is going to be like important uh, to to your certain situation so like like say you were in a flood yeah or something like that if you if you look at that situation and go oh fuck i'm fucked all my shit's fucked everything's <laughs> fucked we're all fucked yeah like you make a joke out of it and you move on yeah but like but obviously if you if you lead, lead into like despair is definitely like the worst thing or despair and complacency i would say Yes, it's probably the worst thing. Like, especially if you go think for yourself. Say, say you were in a flood and you're like, you're like on your roof or anything like that. If you mm -hmm. just, if you just go, well, there's gonna be helicopters that are gonna arrive at some point. Okay, but what if those helicopters never come? That's the point, you know. So, so that's complacency. Can you swim? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's how I see it. It's like, what's the What's the water scenario? Is the water rushing by this house if you're sitting on the roof? Is yeah. the water still water? Um, are there any animals in that water that you need to worry about, like alligators or you know something like that? Because I mean, yeah. think about Mississippi. There's gators down in them waters. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think you're gonna find that up here in New England, but you're gonna find something in the waters that you're not gonna be happy about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so like if you're down south, if you're like near any place where there is like alligators, obviously swimming wouldn't be your best bet. Probably not. <laughs> In that situation, probably you want to build like a raft or something. A raft, I would say. Yeah, a yep. raft, I think. Uh, that would be your best bet. But, but it's definitely I mean, those situations that kind of bring out um you know definitely the 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 survival is in us all i uh we we talked about this uh me me and me and germs know this very well we, we tried some episodes earlier and yep. uh and they didn't they didn't work out so we we took a day and we figured out all of our hardware software stuff to to, to get this thing going yeah uh, well but um so in in that previous episode i, I talked to you about uh, so we'll say lost episode because that ain't coming out. Um, <laughs> I talked to you about the the guy who who got stranded in the desert. Yeah. And uh, like uh, he it was like a crazy story where he um, he like pulled over to help these people that looked like their car was uh, uh, you know run down. Yep. And like they just well, they just beat buried his ass up to his head and they they, they literally no they literally buried him um and 
and by some miracle, I don't know why, but he he survived. Uh, you know, I don't. He did. He wasn't buried deep. I mean, it was very shallow. Right. But they buried. They also buried him far enough away from the road that he couldn't see it. So he was just like surviving on the desert, and he talked about how he was just like trying to survive. He couldn't find anything. Lucky bastard found an oasis, and he was finally getting on like death's door you know from uh from like hunger and that's when he saw a lizard crawl on the rock in front of him and he just instinct just took over and he just grabbed it and just bit into it right away yep and that's something that let me attest to that we make jokes about this during bushcrafty kind of stuff is there are no vegetarians when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean... <laughs> if, if you see something that looks like food, you're going to eat it. And if it's if it's a lizard, if it's a bat, if it's a cow or... Like, whatever, whatever it is, you're going to eat it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, in, in today's lifestyle, we have the benefit of actually being able to pick and choose so if you want to be vegetarian if you want to be vegan if you want to be whatever you want to be if you want to be a a, a, a complete um what a, a, a if you want to live on bread and water you have that ability to do so if you want to be a carnivore absolutely you can yeah. be a carnivore and and i mean human civilization we we uh you know uh we definitely i know that it was during we didn't start out as complete omnivores, if I remember right. We we, we, we did eat meat, but it was more of a rarity and right. we, we ate like a lot of a lot of plants. And then I remember like it was like during the ice age that human civilization actually switched to being like meat eaters. And that's where how we started developing like our pronounced canines and stuff like that. Uh, so that we could bite into the meat a lot easier and, yep. and so on and so forth, which is what really what became of human civilization. So we are omnivores. Like, yes, you know, we are meant to eat meat. We are meant to eat veggies. Like we are meant to eat basically everything that's edible, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because I, I like meat and I like veggies and I like fruit and I love ice cream. <laughs> Ah, uh, desserts. <laughs> you can never go wrong with desserts. No, 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 you can't. But, um, but yeah, so it, it is kind of interesting for that because you also bring, bring it up that there's no vegetarians when you're hungry. I mean, that is... In a survival situation, there are no such thing as vegetarians. Yeah, because you're, you're just, even if you think... I would never, you know, I, I don't think that guy would ever think, oh, I'm just going to eat a live raw lizard. No, he, he was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. Yeah, it was it was just survival instinct at that point. Yep. So it's it's very interesting to uh, to talk about, like, because like in <coughs> in uh, in your in your brain and stuff like that. So your, your frontal cortex it's like your scientist part of your brain is the is the critical reasoning. It's the it's the thinker and like, and then in the rear there you still have that caveman. You still yep. have that survive and and even if you don't think you have it, if you're put in a situation 
where that side of you needs to come out it'll come out it'll it'll come out which i find very fascinating oh yeah well i mean here's another aspect of mindset like um back in 2003 before i went to afghanistan one of the things that we were always discussing is the possibility of dying overseas in combat it's like well the mindset going into a situation like that is you fall back on your training so if you know what you're doing you're going to be okay doesn't matter what situation it is you could be getting heavy bombed everything else rockets uh troops in contact kind of situation if you fall back on your training you're going to be fine well you take that a step further they can't kill what's already dead so if you've already got that mindset you're already dead going into combat you have a better chance of coming home because you're going to make less mistakes it's morbid but it worked that's see that's interesting to me because if i like came into combat and like well like obviously you know i'm no military boy um but uh it i would think that if i was like going in there already thinking i'm dead i would make all the mistakes mm. you know like i mean obviously you you've seen it uh, you know i can't really say anything on that because i haven't experienced it but right. like at least in coming from you know somebody who hasn't had that training hasn't had those situations like i would think you know you would almost treat it like a video game just fucking just go up and just start mowing things down well you, know? you do and you don't you still fall back on your training and that's the thing it's like you're already dead, so you're just going to do your job, which is all the things that you've been trained to do. You're going to go out there, you're going to see the enemy, you're going to kill the enemy, you're going to go home. You're not yeah. going to sit there and make crazy decisions like, oh, I'm going to just storm this idiot. No, you fall back on your training. You're like, all right, there's ten of us, there's eight of them. If we flank them, we're going to take them out. And it goes into that mindset again. It's like, all right, team mentality versus lone wolf mentality uh survival skills versus dying skills oh that's kind of again morbid (laughs) well i mean you know it 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 all has its place i mean there's no there's no survivalism there's no living without death there's no sun without a moon there's no darkness without no light right yes sir everything has its balance and that it does and inside that is like kind of like oh my phone's going off again let me just put that in a place where people will not hear buzzes so it's just it's a very interesting like thing to think about you know just if if you decide that you're basically going to die yep you know it, it things become from what you're saying it's it sounds like it becomes clearer yeah like think things become because if you oh oh because if you decide you're gonna die then you're not afraid of death to die right so you won't make the mistakes of of an anxious mind right oh 
Yep. Now, I, here's another way to think about this. Do you remember that night we were up at the Cold Stream? We went out kayaking with Gage. Yeah, and you, you, you're, you're. And I'm in the water. Yeah. While you, while you're freaking out and Gage is yelling at you, I'm sitting in the water like, guys, shut up, relax, get me into shore. You know, I'm in the water. I'm the one that's got the possibility of hypothermia and dying, and I was calm. Why? Because if I were freaking out. I would have sunk to the bottom of that goddamn pond. Yep. Meanwhile, even though I was the only one with the life vest on. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah, freaking uh, your your only source of hope was two drunk assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, all right, I'm basically dead. I'm just gonna stay calm because if I freak out, I'm really gonna die. I know I'm going to be okay because if these two idiots don't pull their head out of their ass, I'm just going to swim to shore. Yep. But after you guys calm down, it's like, all right, take this, do that. Let's move in together as a team and we'll get there. You got to bring that mentality. One person in charge, calm the situation down. De-escalate. Get yourself into a clear, calm mindset. And do what you need to do. Fall back on your training. Yeah, I Boom. mean, and you panic, go for it. Panic is the easiest thing to, to fall into in, yep. in certain situations. But what you want to do is, I mean, obviously, like I talked about earlier, the caveman part of your brain is very, very imperative. And if it needs to come out, it will. But you never want to, uh, like, you know, say bye-bye, scientists. I mean, the, no. the, the scientist of your brain is going to be the critical reasoner it's going to be able to actually logically go through situations yeah it'll get you out of those logical situations but the illogical situations your caveman side's going to kick in and then the logical side will be like oh we have to do this because if we don't it's going to be detrimental to our health yeah or, absolutely. Our, or whatever the situation is All right. Look at it. <laughs> All right. So now I think it's a good time to, to to, to the plug section. Ooh. Uh, uh, Germs thought of a great uh, idea for for the plug section to. Yep. For what it to be called, uh, yeah. Germs. What 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 we're we gonna call this plug section? We're gonna call the plug section expedition funds because, in order for you to go out and enjoy the woods and go on these trips, you have to have the money to do it. Why? You need the gear and you need the guides. Excellent. So, uh, the first thing I think we should definitely plug is uh, if you guys want, if you feel like like you like this content and stuff, we, have, uh, we do have a Patreon available. Uh, it is called uh, Modern Survival. Uh, we uh, literally just made it <laughs> before this episode <laughs> so well uh, you know obviously the, i we're gonna have a dollar tier so if that's just plain old support and uh and if uh, and, uh, we'll upload the podcast a couple days earlier to the patreon uh once we figure out our actual podcast schedule yeah we're we'll learning actually, it all 
Yeah, we will actually like know what. Oh, you'll get it on Monday be, if we put it out on Wednesday, or oh, you'll get it on Friday if we put it out on Monday. <laughs> you know, something like that. But the one dollar one is just if you want access, you get there. There'll be additional tiers, um, but uh, that is to be found. So if you want to support us, uh, you can find us at uh, Modern Survival uh, on Patreon.com. Also, uh, last episode I talked about adding on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, I do, we do have a Twitter now, uh, and our Twitter is modern survival P P is for podcast, uh, okay. at Twitter. So if you want to add, uh, the podcast on Twitter, you can just at modern survival P. Okay. Um, germs, your turn yes, plugs. Uh, I don't have any major plugs at this point in time i'm working on getting my expedition schedule set up for next year uh, i've also got in the works with a buddy of mine down in arkansas a battle of the branches fishing tournament that he is trying to set up so we can raise some funds to get a hospital and uh, get it converted over to help veterans with ptsd among other uh, ailments and uh, open it up also to the local area for helping anybody else that might need some assistance so as that kind of stuff comes in I'll start plugging all of that but uh, yeah a little at a time yeah absolutely and uh, and something that I definitely want to plug in the show uh, obviously James uh, germs I almost call you James what the hell is wrong <laughs> with me germs is a uh, you know, an ex-member of the military, uh, and uh, I have many, many friends that are ex-members of the military, and I shouldn't say ex-members, because once a veteran, we're always, always members. a veteran. Yeah, you're always a member. If so, they called me tomorrow and said, hey, fight, it's like, all right, where do you want me to go? <laughs> so, obviously, uh, please uh, support the veterans, uh, you know, uh, and uh, if you can give to any of the non-profits, available for support of the veterans because let's face it our government doesn't do shit for the veterans um you know uh there's plenty available out there and uh i'm trying to find one out there specifically germs you got anything that i can think of real quick uh, i can think of real wounded quick? warriors has always been a staple um DAV, the Disabled American Veterans, is another good one. Uh, and those are just the top two off of my head. So the, I'll, I'll come up with a list of the different veteran associations that are out there, and I'll get the links to the projects that I'm working on with my buddy and uh, get those lists to you. Oh, TACPA for the fallen members of the community that I was involved with during my active duty time frame. We've lost 12 members in the couple of decades, three decades that we've been in service. Um, so we help their families out among other things that we honor the fallen. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah, that's great because I, you know, I would rather hear from you knowing yep. you obviously know, because you know, there's plenty of, crappy places to give your money to that say they're non-profits and stuff like that and they actually just funnel the funds yeah but either way so you actually know what you're talking about so i'm glad i deferred to you on that one and please 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 uh if uh 
If you're thinking about supporting anything, uh, support the veterans first before you support us. We come yes. after. All right. Uh, and that is uh, the end of Expedition Funds. Woohoo! We, we did it, guys. <laughs> Mom, are you proud of me? We actually did some plugging of different things. This is... Yeah. It went a lot smoother than I thought it was going to. I'm, it, it, I'm happy it, about it, that. <laughs> it'll go it'll go smoother the next time, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, but hey, you guys, this is episode one, all right? We're still figuring uh, uh, things out. Uh, you, and, and, you know, again, uh, oh, last thing is uh, if you have any comments, if you have any uh, suggestions or anything like that, please... Add us at Twitter on, on Modern Survival P. Uh, we're, we're not doing it just for us. Uh, we, we really want to get this information out there, and we want to be as entertaining as possible while doing so. Yeah. Entertainment and educational. So it's edutainment yep. is the terminology. So going back onto mindsets, yes, last time, uh, well, last time, uh, before... Before the uh, the the plug section, uh, we were talking about kind of more of the the positives. The, yes. The, I mean, in a survival situation, there there is only survival. I wouldn't say there's really any positives. Like, but there's really no negatives either. Like, you know, uh, it is just kind of trying to figure out what your next move is, right? Yeah. Um, but, but we definitely focus on things that would be helpful, things that would be, uh, really good for you. We, we touched yeah. a little bit on detrimental emotions, but, um, I think that's definitely like, if we got one side of the coin, we should definitely flip it and look at the other side. So detrimental, uh, mm -hmm. you know, emotions, detrimental, uh, mindsets, detrimental feelings in these certain situations. Like what? What would be, say, to 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 put it in a place that um, that we can easily focus on? Let's let's focus on a situation, and we'll say, say you are trapped in a cave. Yep. With three other people. Three other people, trapped and, in a cave. And, and you are 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 there? Obviously, you being like super experienced. Yep. But but uh, one of those person is like freaking out they're panicking like hell the other person is just kind of there waiting for somebody to arrive okay and the other person is like just kind of just like well i don't know what what can i do what, what like you know uh, i don't uh, you know in situations know like that I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up in situations like that put somebody to task all right, this is something that we learned during the nine-week courses. If there's a lost person, for instance, you being the guide would have to go out and start your search. You put the other people to task to take their mind off of what is going on. Now, in the situation of being in that cave, if I'm the one that brought these people into the cave, well, then I need to get these people the hell out. The person that's freaking out, Pull them off to the side. You talk to them in a calm fashion. Be like, look, I get it. You freaked out. We're all a little nervous right now because of whatever the situation is. Okay? But being freaked out is not going to get us out of this cave any faster. 
If anything, it's going to slow us down because you're going to be making mistakes along the way. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for years. Notice I'm staying calm. I'll get us out of here. And that's all you have to do. Just maintain that calm. I will get us out of here. I will show you guys how to get out of this situation. Now, if someone's injured, that ups the ante. Now, before we go to injury, yes, let, let, I want to go back to the freaking out guy. So okay, ah, uh, freaking out, man. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, uh, if somebody's freaking out, obviously it's panic response. Yep, panic response is your body's uh, reaction to go to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. If they are confronted in a calm manner, uh, not everyone's going to take to that very well. Nope. Sometimes it might, because panic, most of the time, is, is that flight response. Right. But if if you, like, you know, try to take them up to the side, talk to them and stuff like that, if they get into fight response, what do you do? If they start swinging at me? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> well, it's frowned upon that you drop somebody. I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there. It's frowned upon that you drop somebody, period. All right. If they start getting into that swinging fashion, judo, man, you just kind of deflect them, okay? You, you all, you ah. know, karate kid, wax on, wax off. You know? I, I do this with the kids all the time. Like, if they start swinging at me for whatever reason, they're like, ah, like a kid judo, wow, and I start, like, deflecting them. But if they're coming at you, you just get out of their way. Like, look. Would you say it's it's more beneficial to try to to restrain them and, and try to get them to calm down via force? Uh, I don't know how if, I would react in that situation. You know, you I'm, don't want to use force if you can absolutely help it. Try to get them to laugh. You know, make a noise, startle them. You know, like whoa, crap! What was that? Get their brain to snap out of that anger mode. Like uh, another example, and I, I, I use if... this as an example from the nine-week course. Tim, mm -hmm. our guide, our instructor, had a set of these fake teeth. And he would put his teeth in, and it would look like all these buck-toothy, kind of gangly-looking things. And he'd be like, her, 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 her. Hey, you got her in nudie magazines. And you just, something to make you laugh. Yeah. Get your head space back into that, oh, okay, I'm okay, I'm not hurt, I'm not in a situation that's going to get me killed, this person knows what they're doing, they're calm, I just stay calm. Yeah, so so basically the moral of the story is, you know, if if, if you're trying to calm somebody down and, and their fight response kicks in and they try to swing at you or anything like that, scream like a little girl and... <laughs> And they will immediately drop what they're doing and start laughing, probably. I don't know. That would be <laughs> the ideal situation. I mean, if they connect, I'd want to choke them out. I'm not going to lie. If, I would want to well, choke somebody the hell yeah, out if I got if, punched in the head. Well, yeah, if you're in a situation and somebody is, you know, if somebody has their fight response ready and they are going after you, yeah. then obviously it's going to trigger yours. Right. Like... You know, but if you can avoid the situation, if you can de-escalate, as we talked about before. De-escalation is the number one methodology. Always go for de-escalation. Yeah. And if calmness doesn't work, scream like a little girl to make them laugh. Yay! 
but either way, so now uh, you were talking about injury. Yes. Now, in the instance of like an injury, okay, these people are gonna be freaking out. Why? Cause they injured. I get it. You're injured. But if you're gonna be freaking out, you're only gonna make that injury worse. And again, this is all situational dependent. We don't even know what the injury is. But let's if you're say, injured, you're gonna make it they, worse. They busted their leg. Okay. Like, it might be broken. It might be like a bad twist. You don't know yet. Right. It, obviously, if you're trapped in a cave, there's not like a lot of light, if any. Um, yeah. So at that point, you're probably looking at a twisted ankle or something like that. So you would splint it up with something quick and easy. Uh. And you try to keep them off of that ankle or leg the best you, you can. And you just slow and steady, keep them from freaking out. And if they're freaking out, you let them sit. Just like, look, as soon as you calm down, we can move forward. If you're going to keep freaking out, we're going to have to sit here longer. And that's just, it's not going to benefit anybody for us staying in this cave any longer than we have to. Yeah, And... And also, like, if, if, if that is, uh, you know, uh, something that yeah. you, yourself, are, are you slamming the window at the kids? Yeah, they're tugging at each other and chasing each other with skateboards. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but obviously, so if, if this is something that you have a problem with, I mean, like, if you're listening and you think, oh, I might be the person freaking out in that situation, uh, calm breathing. Yep. I mean... People say it, and, and I used to hate when people said it because I'm like, I don't want to be calm. I'm like, I'm not a, I want to be angry you know, and blame the world for all of my problems. You know, exactly. <laughs> but, but like calm breathing, the, the one that I use personally is you breathe in for seven seconds, breathe out for seven seconds, Yep. wait for seven seconds, breathe in, you know, and just do that. And eventually, so the way anxiety works is, uh, is you actually have two sets of nerve endings. And when you get into fight or flight response, that one section, uh, the other set of nerve endings activate, and that's why you might feel like tingly fingers. Yep. And that calm breathing thing puts your brain back into, okay, we're actually okay. Yeah. And then it activates your other nerve endings. So if that is you, that might be something that may help. I hope you don't get trapped in the cave. Yeah. And also, I mean, think <laughs> about this too as your mindset. Put yourself into that body awareness too. It's like, all right, how are my toes doing? You, you do a body inventory. My toes, my feet, my ankles, my legs, my torso, all the way down to your fingertips, all the way up to the top of your head. Okay, You calm each section down. And then you're like, all right, I'm in the right frame of mind. I'm in a situation that I got to get out of it. And then you, you start to make the plan to get out of that situation. Or you already have a plan in place because... In the instance of going into a cave, all right, well, I'm going into a cave. I got to keep track of how many steps I go in, make a turn here. I got to keep how many steps there, or you're going by time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go reverse to get out. So now we've talked about injury. We've talked about panic response. What about the person that is just like convinced that they can't do anything and that you can only wait for help to arrive? Uh, put a carrot in front of them. <laughs> Reward them. Okay. okay, and all right. So this is that carrot in front of a donkey situation. Okay. All right. 
Oh, I can't do anything. Well, of course you can. You made it this far. So, we can make it out. You've you've got the skill sets to get out of here. You pump them up a little bit. I mean, think about it like a pep rally. All right, let's do this. We're in this cave together. You've made it this far. Now we have to get out of this cave. We've got this much time to get out of here. Can we do it? No. Well, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Mm -hmm. We can definitely do this. Let's go. Take one step in front of the other. Here's the carrot. You get out of here, I buy you dinner. Come on. Let's make this bet. Boom. You get them motivated to get moving. Because if they sit too long, they're just going to wallow in their self-doubt and self-pity. And they're not going to want to do anything. I get into yeah. those depression modes where it's like, I don't want to fucking do anything. I feel like crap. But then I get one thing done. Now I start to feel a little motivation. I start to feel that drive. I get something else completed. I'm like, all right, let's get this ball rolling. And next thing you know, I'm steamrolling through a bunch of projects. And I've got three or four days worth of work done in four or five hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it it's it's the uh, it's the the law of uh, perpetual movement. You know. Yeah. Once you get something done, you just keep on going. Exactly. You know? I mean, and I keep forgetting this admiral's name, but he gives this speech about what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? You make your bed. Why? Because that's the first thing that you do in the morning. It gives you a sense of purpose. You get the task done. That's one task that you've completed in your day, and that's going to set you up for success. And that was the first thing we did in the military. You got up in the morning, you made your bed. You got dressed. You got yourself situated. You went down, you had breakfast. Then you started your lessons and so on and so forth. And by the end of the day, you have completed, not even by the end of the day, by 9 o'clock in the morning, you have completed more than the average person before they even get to work. That's true. And that's, that is an interesting thing because, <coughs> you know... I think we all fall into, uh, you know, uh, just doing nothing. You know, like, at some, some points you just don't want to do anything. Right. And, and, you know, and just doing something small might be that little thing that will steamroll you forward. Exactly. And I actually had something here in my notes about that specific thing. It's like how one simple little task can take you from being absolutely down in the dumps feeling like dog shit to oh my god I feel like a million bucks mm -hmm. because it's that easy of a turnaround especially if you're doing something that you enjoy doing like for me I enjoy bushcraft I enjoy being out in the woods why? because it's quiet there's no distractions it's just me it's nature i'm reconnecting not just with nature but with myself yeah all because we are all part of yeah nature. exactly you know there's definitely something i think that you know human civilization takes for granted uh you know i mean things are so easy now you know uh but like uh, you know my 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 biggest thing is like you know thinking if if you know if that or this or the other thing was taken away how would i deal with that and that, that's what kind of got me into this whole uh survivalism thing and you know i got into it like just a few i think just like about a year before i met you for the first yep. time 
That's what Gage was saying. Yeah. He was like, yeah, Eric started getting into this, I don't know, about a year before you guys met. And, you know, he's got more of the gear side of it, but you've definitely got the skill sets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know if you said that I have more of the gear side, man. Come on, you can't give me that much credit. Well, you are more of the gear side than I am. It's like it. We've, am, we've am, made I that distinction is that you would be the music teacher in the situation if the world goes to hell in a handbasket because that's your strong suit. <laughs> yep. But uh, also, uh, you know, uh, last episode zero, we referenced him today. We referenced him. Uh, Gage is, is a really, really good friend of both of ours. I've known him since I was like six years old. Uh, he is also a veteran. Uh, he uh, served for, in the Marine yep. Corps and trip to Iraq. Uh, just an all yep. around, yeah, all around great dude uh, and just wonderful human being. Same with his family. Uh, but either way, just so that clears up, if we ever mention Gage, now you know. Yeah. And I'm supposed All to right, be going up there for Halloween. He's like, oh, dude, I can't wait for you to come up here and see my woods. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, dude. It's going to be awesome. We're going to go out. We're going to have a fire. We're going to go set up a shelter. It's like, okay, I'm down for this. I've, 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 seen, the, I've seen the pictures. It looks freaking Hell incredible. Yeah. But they got rid of their pig. Man. Ah. It was... Very upsetting when I found out about that. They, but they, they only gave their pig to like a neighbor up the road a couple. Of yeah. But either way. Um, so now we've talked about uh, the panic response. We've talked about the injury. Uh, we've talked about complacency. And then the last thing is like the person that just is just there. That's just like, uh, I don't know. What so you say? Give yep. them a task. Set them like, to task. But if if you if you like uh like so, give me an example of a task that you uh, might give. Them all right. Person. So for the say you're trapped still in the trapped cave. in the cave. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. set them to task. Hey, what do we have for supplies? What do we have for gear? Um, like, do we have batteries for our lights? Um. Uh, how much water do we have left? Give me an inventory of what we have. Set them to task. Take their mind off of the fact that we're stuck in the cave and put them to task. Give them, give them that something to do so they feel like they're being accomplished, if you will. Yeah, and and in that situation, it, that was actually a great idea. I was like thinking, like, oh, dig some rocks. But, like... Uh, but that actually might not be good if you're stuck in a cave. But either way, um, you know, uh, giving them a task that is really, really simple in, in and of itself is you just take inventory. Yep. Like anybody yeah, can do Yeah, I that. mean, lost person scenario, for instance. Hey, somebody make coffee. Somebody contact the ranger's office i mean we know where the ranger's tent is take a canoe two people go to the ranger's office say there's somebody lost um you know somebody make coffee somebody get firewood we're gonna be up for a while you know which yeah, direction do you see this person go all right and then you start doing your grid your circular grid and all that other stuff and you set people to task so they are keeping their mind off of the fact that you're not there and you're actually doing what you need to be doing as the guide. You're looking for the person that's missing. 
until mm. you find that person. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, mindsets are, are, are very peculiar things. Because, like, nobody is... Nobody's ready for them until yeah, they're ready for them. Yeah, but also, like, nobody is, like, the same, right? So everybody's going to react to certain situations yep. differently. It's like, you know, uh, some people, you know, when, like, you know, they, they, they have, like, something really bad happen, they might try to laugh it off. They might try to, like, make comedy out of it or something like that or... You know, or, or somebody that has something, the same thing. But the other person might just be like, well, I'm just going to sleep in bed right. for three days. You know, so it's uh, it's it's very interesting because, it. I mean, we're all made up of the same shit. But we all have such individualistic perspectives. So, it is, so if, if you ever, like, think that you're interested in this or anything like that, I, you know, this is definitely eye-opening for me talking to you germs uh you know if if you're interested in survival if you want to get into it if you want to understand it and stuff yeah like and that, i mean i could like, recommend I, a couple I of books for this to too in, it's like yeah. uh survival psychology by john leach that's l-e-e-c-h that would be a good one um any military book about situational awareness will be good for you uh deep survival that's an audio book i could recommend you know, different things like that to kind of get you into that mindset of survival psychology. Yeah, and definitely, I think the the biggest thing is if is just being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, yeah. right? Be you know, empathetic. If, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you have, I mean, apathy is, in my opinion, the destroy the destruction. Oh, absolutely. That you know. Um, so empathy is is how we help each other help how we get through our situations and you know understanding where people are coming from and understanding that their you know feelings on a situation are valid because they are human being with individualistic perspective you know it's definitely something that you should want to yeah practice you're not negating anybody's head. feelings by telling them hey this has to happen a certain way in order for us to get out of the situation. You're not negating feelings. You are just being the person who is taking control of the situation because you have the experience. And in that current situation, whatever it may be, you have the knowledge to get you and those other people out of it. And then when you get out of that situation, then you can be like, all right, tell me how you really feel let's hash this out let's work the emotional side yeah absolutely well man we got we got like the positive Boom. vibes you know that went, uh, dude this just, went wicked smooth man i'm happy yeah it, yeah yeah we got the positive vibes in the first half we went the negative vibes in the second half you know uh you know it was it's uh it's all good so let's let's recap yep. real quick positive emotions and uh and uh mind yes. mindsets what let's 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 list them you want to have hope you want to stay calm and let's see, hope calm oh crap <laughs> like you gotta laugh it off stay calm in any situation because freaking out is not going to get you out of it any faster 
also if you're like in uh you know a, a dire situation with multiple people empathy yes. is definitely a empathy. huge factor big big factor uh, apathy apathy is obviously the destroyer uh, apathy is that close to entropy yep. apathy is not a good thing to have you don't want to be that guy like oh, I just don't care well, you need to care because a lot of people are going to fucking die if you don't <laughs> yep and so and, and the negatives is definitely yep. complacency uh, anxiety being you, over angry practice I mean, having some anger yep. will help it, you, it will help you in the initial stages because it'll give you that fire to get up to get moving you get angry at yourself just enough to get that ball rolling then once that ball is rolling you're like all right let's nix that anger and let's get into the solution mode absolutely and yeah so it's definitely something that you should definitely think about i mean you know most of us live in city atmospheres where we don't have access to the exact areas where we could practice our skills and that and also well that's why i i I always 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 my door is open uh the majority of the time but anybody that wants to go out into the woods i have moose mountain in my backyard it's like two minutes right up the road i will be having classes and things like that anybody is welcome to come and do these things with me out in the woods as soon as i start getting the classes going yeah, and you know the, the I think the biggest thing is just because if you can't get to an area like right away doesn't mean you can't think about these situations and prepare yourself yep. mentally. The theater of the mind is ever... a powerful tool, man. Psycho cybernetics, Doctor Maxwell Malt. Um, okay. Malt. His last name is M A L T Z. Is he like Malt liquor? <laughs> <laughs> that my grape drink. <laughs> does does he like uh does he like uh what uh, what's it called uh malt isn't malts like a drink? I think it is like, a drink. Like isn't isn't it like a a frap or something like? Oh that? yes, like malt. malt. Yes, malt. It's like yeah. a chocolate beverage. <laughs> well, either way. Uh, so that is episode one, guys uh, and girls and uh, and people out there. So signing off. Cheers. And uh, yeah, did you I say did. cheers? I said cheers. We're, we're oh, in man, Britain that's now? That's just how I say goodbye. Cheers. Deuces, right. I'm out. <laughs> uh, peace out, Girl Scouts, and Later. have a good one. <laughs>